Well, thank you, Pastor JB. And uh, welcome everybody to 2023. Turn to somebody and say, welcome to 2023. <clears throat> Here we are into another year. And we believe that we're moving into another year with the promises that God has given to us in his word. And so we're excited. We have faith because God has given us many, many promises in his word that are wonderful to see fulfilled in this coming year. This morning, I want to deal with the subject of living in his presence and his presence living in us. Uh, we're taking our remarks a lot this morning from 2 Samuel chapter 5 and 6, uh, but we'll also be bouncing back to 1 Samuel chapter 5 and bringing some remarks from there. We're going to be talking about the presence of God and uh, the, the life of God that is in the presence of God. And, of course, we want to live in his presence, and he, is, he has given us the promise that he would live in us. So we are in him, and he is in us. That's a pretty close relationship. And so we're going to talk about that this morning. Uh, as you go back to 1 Samuel chapter 5 which will not be on your screen this morning, we find that where the presence of God is, there is a, a powerful thing that happens to the enemies of God. The enemies of God are knocked out, so to speak, because of the presence of God. You see, not only are we blessed with the presence of God, but we overcome the enemy because we have the presence of God. We are overcomers because of God's presence in us and God working through us. And we see in 1 Samuel chapter 5 that this false God is standing in a particular place. And, and when the ark of God's presence, and we're going to talk about that this morning, about the ark of God's presence, which was so un well understood in, in Old Testament times, when the ark of God's presence was brought into this house uh, this god named Dagon falls to the ground and is smashed, which is a picture of our triumphant Lord Jesus Christ when he is in a place and when he is allowed to work and when his presence is there, all other gods come down. You know, there's all kinds of gods in our world. I mean, we even make our own gods sometimes, things that we honor and, uh, and worship or paid so much attention to, uh, but when, when Jesus is put in the midst, all of that stuff falls down. And, and so we have someone that's more powerful than us to destroy the gods that need to be destroyed and the forces that need to be destroyed. And of course, when we live in his presence and his presence is living in us, powerful, powerful things happen. Now in 2 Samuel chapter 6, it's the story of David bringing the ark back to establish Jerusalem as the spiritual center. Now, for some time, Israel has been, you know, confused, and there's been different forces that has been have been coming in upon them. 
But David now wants to bring back the Ark of the Lord into Jerusalem, Jerusalem and establish a spiritual center there for the nation. Not only do we need a, you know, a capital city, but we need, need a capital city for God. Can you say amen? I believe God should be reigning in every situation. And at that point, David gathers 30,000 people to, to establish this and set this in order. <clears throat> and God established that is Israel in their life would always have a spiritual center. And uh, in, the, in the wanderings in the wilderness, they had a spiritual center and they had the tabernacle in the midst of the people. And I think we've got a picture of that as we, on the screen here in a moment, if you can find that, the tabernacle of Moses, uh, here it is. Oh, that's the tabernacle of David. We've got to get the tabernacle of Moses. That's the one. The tabernacle of Moses was in the midst of all the people. You see the tents around. You can see uh, pictures in this, just in this sketch that's there. And, uh, and the tabernacle was in the middle, in the middle of the activities and the daily life of Israel. That is with the tabernacle of Moses. And, and so I'm going to be explaining some things about this this morning. You see in, in this uh, picture that we're going to be looking at, we see the, the cloud, and there was a cloud that guided uh, by uh, night, which was a fiery cloud, and there was a cloud, a pillar that shaded them during the hot day, and there was the, the glory of God was over it all, and that's, that's the picture that we get of Moses' time and Moses' tabernacle. It was the norm. I'm wanting to make a point here this morning. It was the norm that the presence of God would be central to everything that happened. The presence of God was the thing that governed. Wouldn't it be wonderful if in Canada, the presence of God was the central thing and it was the thing that governed our nation. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Could turn to somebody and say, that would be good. That would be good to have the presence of God central to our life. Now, that's what God has ordained. God has ordained that, that the presence of God be central to your life personally. That the presence of God would be central in your family. So that God would be known right at the center of everything that you do. And then God would be central to the city. Then God would be central to the nation. What a different world we would have if God was central to everything and he was Lord of all. And that's what we, I believe, are here to do as Christians. We're to bring Jesus to the center and exalt him. And it's, it's, it's all for one name. It's for the name of Jesus. We want to exalt him. We want to lift him up and establish his presence. And so going back to that picture of the tabernacle, there was what they called the outer court, then there was the inner court, and then there was the most holy place. And you can't see the most holy place there, but you see the, the outer court, uh, which uh, is uh, surrounding the, uh, the uh, what looks like a little tent building there. 
And in that, there is the holy place and the most holy place. And then we're going to go to talk about what was in those areas and what was uh, represented there. Now, wherever the ark was taken, if there wasn't surrender to the ark, there was devastation. When the ark was put in the midst of the Philistines, uh, terrible things happened. Uh, the enemies of God were destroyed, and there was trouble, and there was death, because the, the, the presence of God has the power to destroy what should be destroyed. Did you hear that? The presence of God is there to destroy what should be destroyed. So in one instance, there was 50,000, because the Ark of the Covenant, we're going to show you a picture of that in a minute, because the Ark of the Covenant was taken to a particular place, 50,000 people died because of the presence of that Ark. So in the, in the inner court, or most holy place, there was, uh, we're going to see another picture here, uh, there was the ark. Let's go to the next. Well, there's a picture of the tabernacle of David. We'll come back to that. But you can see the picture in the tent there of the ark. Now, here's the picture that I want. The ark of the covenant, the ark of the covenant had three things in it. Three things. Now, the ark of the covenant represented the presence of God the glory of God, the power of God, and God being central to the people. And inside that Ark of the Covenant, there were, there were three things. There were the tables of law. The Ten Commandments were inside the Ark of the Covenant. Then there was, there was the manna, which Israel physically and naturally lived on and lived by, God gave them manna, fresh manna daily to eat from. And spiritually, God was saying in the Ark of the Covenant, my presence is about, about the manna that comes from heaven. It's about the, the law of God, the word of God, but it's also about manna that feeds us. And then there was another interesting thing in the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, some of you maybe didn't realize you've heard the story of the Ark and, you know, people following the Ark and how the nation was supposed to follow the Ark. But not many times do we hear about what was in the Ark. Turn to somebody and say, I'm glad we're learning about what was in the Ark. Glad we're learning about what was in the Ark. This is very, very important. Turn to somebody else and say, this is very important. Very important. What was in the ark? Well, there was the tables of law. We see the two tablets there. There was the manna, the bread from heaven, which was to feed the people, feed their soul, feed them spiritually. And then there was another thing, the interesting thing. At one point, Aaron had a rod that would identify him as being God's leader, and it was called Aaron's rod that budded. 
Say that with me. Aaron's rod that budded. Say it. Say that again. Aaron's rod that budded. Now, what's that all about? Well, the rod that buds is 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 the message to us is this: that God, with His presence, while He brings the law which is important, the word of God is important, while he brings manna to feed our souls is important, miracles are also important. When an old stick all of a sudden comes to life and there's, there's leaves on it and there's buds and there's flowers, hey, that's a miracle. Turn to somebody and say, that's a miracle. You see, in, in the... Ark of the Covenant that Israel followed, and in the Ark of the Covenant, which was in the most holy place, which symbolized the presence of God, these three things identify the Ark of the Covenant, and that is God's presence. These three things, the the tables of law, the manna, and the rod that buds, tells us this is the presence of God. You see, when you see miracles happening, you know there's something unusual happening and God must be involved. When Jesus came, what did he do? He did a lot of miracles. Jesus also taught. That was the word of God. Jesus fed the the souls of men through the manna that is the living bread that he gave in his teaching and he he brought that which really satisfies to the soul. You see, that's what the presence of God does. The presence of God brings us truth. The presence of God brings us feeding for our soul. The presence of God brings miracles. And wherever this ark went, there was miracles. Unusual things that happened. As we look at going into 2023, I'm believing God for his presence Moses said, if your presence does not go with me, you know, I really don't want to go. But if your presence is with me, I want to go forward. And I believe that's how it is in our lives. If, if the presence of God is with us, we can take the challenges. We can move forward. We can see the miracles. We can see the word of God brought forth. And we can be fed in the process. We'll make it okay in 2023 if we have God's presence. Can you say amen? It'll be okay in 2023 if we have God's presence. Turn to somebody and say, I want God's presence. want God's presence. So, uh, David is establishing the ark. He's establishing a spiritual center in Jerusalem. And he's going to bring in the ark. There's a lot of interesting detail to the teaching around the ark and the tabernacle and all of those things. That's a whole study. I could I could keep you here for weeks talking about the the um, tabernacle uh, and uh, the ark of the covenant and all that was involved in that. Uh, so much, so much was is involved. By the way, I might went mention on the side. The Ark of the Covenant was covered in gold, but it was wood on the inside. You say, what's the meaning of that? 
Gold always speaks of deity, speaks of that which is divine, speaks of God. And wood speaks of humanity. Now, when you look at the Ark of the Covenant and what the message that is brought through by it, it really talks about Jesus because Jesus was divine. And he was also human. The Ark pointed to Jesus as being divine and being human because there was gold And there was wood. And so we have a picture of Jesus Christ. And if you look at Jesus Christ, he is all the things we just talked about. He has the truth. He has that which feeds our soul. And the thing predominant in the life of Jesus was the miracles that he did again and again. He was a miracle worker. He's a miracle God, a wonderful Lord on our side. And so we find that there are many lessons in this, and this is all talked about in First and Second Samuel, the ark, and all of these things are talked about. And so when you read about these things, I trust you will understand better in the future what this is all about. Now, there was a kind of a tragedy that was, that was happening because the ark, the ark was put on a cart, and a fellow by the name of Uzzah, He puts out his hand because he thought the ark was going to tip, and he touched the ark of God, and uh, he died. I'm sure you've read that story. If you've been following through uh, with the the series that Pastor JB is doing in devotions day by day, you'll find that that's that's, uh, uh, referred to, that story is referred to uh, in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 6. And... uh, you say, well, what, what in the world was this about? You see, God had ordained not that, a, that a, a, the ark would be put in transport onto a wagon or a cart. God ordained, and he had instructed very clearly in Numbers chapter 4, that when the ark was moved, it was to be on the shoulders of the priests. And there you, there you see the picture, uh, somebody's rendering of the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and they had it on their shoulders. And there's, there's a deep meaning to all of this that we can't go into this morning except to say, when God says do it one way, don't do it another way. Turn to somebody and say, don't do it another way. Don't do it another way. When God says, do it one way. When God says, I want my priests to carry the ark, then do it that way. And, and, and they got themselves into trouble again and again when they, when they went away from what God had planned. So David, after all that had taken place, he takes the ark to Obed-Edom. And the Bible says in 2 Samuel 6 and verse 11 that the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom. Why? Because the presence of God was there. All kinds of blessing. They flourished in every possible way because the Ark of the Covenant was there. Can I say to you this morning, 
I urge you to put Jesus at the center of your home, at the center of your life in 2023, so that you can be blessed and your, your house can flourish like the house of Obed-Edom. Can you say amen? And so when, when all of this is happening, when, when this, the ark was coming in and so on, uh, they brought in the ark with gladness because it had come into the place that God had ordained from it. And David is so thrilled when he sees the ark coming into the camp that he does something rather unusual. Got to remember, he's, 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 he's the king. And the Bible tells us that he went out into the street and he danced before the Lord with all of his might. And he was only dressed in a in 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 what are what are the underclothes of the priest. And Michael, Saul's daughter, saw this and she despised him in her heart. In her heart, and she said, "You know why is he doing this thing?" And David said, "I did, did it not before man, but I did it before the Lord." And she, as a result of what she did in her criticism and bringing in a wrong spirit was judged and 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 she was not able to have children all the days of her life you see we need to honor the presence of god that, that needs to be the motivation of our life is to honor the presence of god like david and rejoice wherever we see god establishing his throne and and his will and his ways. And David, if you look at the life of David, he was a, he was a great man when, uh, when it came to establishing what should be established around the ark of God, having the ark of God central. central uh, they did certain things in their life and in the life of Israel uh, David appointed singers and recorders and they gave thanks and they gave praise and they rejoiced and they clapped their hands and they shouted and they danced and they lifted their hands and, and, and they said amen all because David said this is the ark is here and we want the ark in the middle of our nation. We want the ark to dictate what should happen in our, in our land. Let's, uh, let's have a look at the picture of David's tabernacle. David's tabernacle is a lot different from, uh, from the uh, tabernacle of Moses that we showed you earlier. Uh, it's different than Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple was a, a great edifice. David's tabernacle was just a tent. It was a tent wherein they brought the Ark of the Covenant. And, uh, and anybody could go in and out of that tent. Whereas in the Old Testament under Moses' decree, uh, as directed by God, only the high priest could go once a year into the most holy place. Only once a year. Say once a year. Once a year. Only once a year could they go into that place. And, but here, and Acts chapter 15 talks about the tabernacle of David. Go back to the tabernacle. There it is, the tabernacle of David. You could go in and out freely. 
And what's that? What's that? What's what's the lesson there? Jesus has come, and we can come to Him freely. There's not a lot of formality. You just come in to the presence of God, and anyone, anywhere can come into the presence of God as long as you acknowledge Jesus, and Jesus is the ark because he is the one who is covered in gold, and he is the one who is, uh, has wood, and uh, the, the, the glory of God is there in Jesus Christ. And, and so in the tabernacle of David, they could freely come in and out. And it speaks of the Gentiles coming in. It wasn't just the, the camp of, of, of Israel that could come in, but the Gentiles, all peoples. Jesus is for all people. And David set that very clearly to be shown to the world. And so it was. So those Three items inside the, the uh, uh, Ark of God sh- uh, shows what accompanies the presence of God and what a beautiful thing it is. You know, God gives us wonderful promises of his presence. He says, my presence will go with you. Some of you might be afraid in 2023 and say, oh, what's going to happen? You know, there's so much economic difficulty, you know, there's still the aftermath of COVID, there's all these negative things that are happening. Folks, I want to tell you this morning, our promise is, my presence will go with you. That's what God promises. And if his presence goes with us into 2023, I'll tell you what, the enemies of God are going to fall. And God's angels and God's workers and God's great plan will be fulfilled in 2023. Say amen. So, so I say to you today, don't lose the presence. There came a time later in the life of Israel where they lost the presence. And there was a a lady who was having a baby When the baby was born, she named the the baby Ichabod, meaning the glory has departed. What a horrible thing to have the glory, which is so wonderful and so powerful, so amazing to have it depart. You know, as you gather here at Thrive on the Sunday mornings, I'm sure some of you recognize it, maybe all of you recognize it, but when the singing is happening... When the people are gathering in the love of God, when the word is preached, we feel the presence of God. Come on. I, I, we, Sandra and I brought many visitors over the years into Thrive. And I remember somebody saying to me after the service when they had been here, they said they couldn't stop crying because they felt God in Thrive at work in this place. That's the presence of God. You see, we don't want Ichabod. The glory has departed. We want the glory has come. And we want to praise God and we want his presence and we want the work of the Holy Spirit, which is so obvious in the presence of of God, to come in and have his way. We want to be like 
is said in Psalm 24, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come, come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. We want him in the midst. We want him here in 2023. We want him in Thrive. So when people come in here, from a dark world and maybe frustrated and lives that are empty and they really don't see God at work or they don't understand God, but they come here and they have a taste of the presence of God and it makes all the difference in their lives. And that's why several hundred in this last year have come to Jesus through the ministry of Thrive online and, and in person and lives have been changed. Isn't that glorious? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap this morning for his goodness. You see, the thing that made the difference in great men and women of God over the centuries has been the presence of God. It's what makes the difference. You know, when Adam sinned, when Cain slew his brother, the Bible says they fled from the presence of God. They fled from the presence of God. What a terrible thing. We want the presence. You see, receiving Jesus into our lives is receiving the cloud of his glory. It's receiving his presence so that we don't walk in darkness. Bringing it down to today, receiving Jesus into our lives is receiving his glory or his Holy Spirit, the very presence of God. You might be here this morning and you're without Jesus. You, you don't know Jesus. We're going to encourage you in just a little bit to receive Jesus into your life. Is when you receive Jesus, you receive glory, something of glory. You know, glory is hard to explain but it, because it's so far above the things of this earth. But it's what God wants to give us. Christ in you is the hope of glory. I want to abide in his tabernacle where his presence brings fullness of joy, healing grace, true fellowship, light to lighten our way. And a friend who sticks closer than a brother, whose name is Jesus. We want to live and walk and be full of the Holy Spirit, because that's what the presence of God is all about. We want to follow Jesus. We want to let God direct our way. We don't want to miss it like some missed it, where the glory departed. I don't want that. I want the glory to come and I want the glory to stay. I want the glory to lead us on. Can you say amen?
this morning we heard a wonderful message by Pastor Tim. And、uh, I remember he said, he talked about the Israelites. The Israelites were a slave in Egypt for hundreds of years. And they were led out by, by God. And when they were in the wilderness, God appeared to them. God was present with them and led them through the wilderness in the form of a pillar of cloud during the day. And at night, God appeared to them in the form of a, in a pillar of fire. I don't know about you, but be, before I became a Christian, I, I often felt like I was a slave as well a slave to work. A slave to my landlord, a slave to relationship, and to all the problem, problems that I had no, no way of solving. But just like God had an escape plan for the Israelites, leading them from slavery to the promised land, today God also has a wonderful plan for every one of us. If we can accept it. And so today I want to invite you, if you are new to Thrive or if you are new to the Christian faith, I want to invite you to receive Jesus Christ today. Because God sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, and He died on the cross to pay for our sins so that our sins can be forgiven. And then we have a relationship with God, and then we have eternal life. There's nothing we can do to wash away our sins, the bad things that we have, we have done. Only God's Son, who is perfect, can die for us in exchange so that we can receive eternal life by grace. We cannot earn it, it's a gift from God. So, I want to invite you to receive Jesus. If you are joining us online, you can click,、uh, you can actually scan the QR code in front of you and you will receive, you will see the prayer that I'm going to lead you in a second. And if you are on site with us this morning,、uh, you can raise your hand and someone will give you a card with the prayer on it.、Uh, you can read the card together and、uh, you can fill out the card afterwards. So, let's. Bow our heads and close our eyes and pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you die on the cross to pay for my sins, and that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart and ask you to forgive me of my sins. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. Today, I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you pray that prayer, if you pray that prayer just now, I want to say congratulations. Because the Bible says your sins are forgiven 
and you have received the greatest gift anybody can ever receive, and that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to say congratulations, and I we definitely want to hear from you if you are on site. We'll t- we'll want to meet you at the welcome center at the end of the service, and if you're joining us online, you just pray that prayer. Write to us. Go to mythrive.info and write to us. Let us know. Let us know the good news. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to Thrive Church. My name is Kathy, and it's so great to be here with you guys today on the first day of the year 2023. Before I let you guys go, I have a few announcements for you. If it's your first time here, we would love to get to know you better. So please visit mythrive.info and click New to Thrive to fill out the Connect card. We'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle if you join us online. If you're on site at Leap One Place, we'd love to connect with you personally. You can pick one up at the Welcome Center tent right outside of the main entrance door after service. And whether you're new today or you're fairly new to Thrive these past few months, we want to invite you to come to our Meet the Pastors on Zoom, happening in just two weeks on Sunday, January the 15th. This is the perfect opportunity for you to meet new friends and to ask questions. Our lead pastors, Pastor JB and Pastor Charlene, will personally be there to meet you and welcome you as well. It's going to be fun, so please join us. To sign up, visit mythrive.info. Are you curious to know what Thrive is all about, who we are, and what we believe in? If your answer is yes, getting to know Thrive Church is the right class for you. Getting to know Thrive Church is a free one-hour class on Zoom, and it's happening on Wednesday, January the 18th at 8 p.m. To sign up, please visit mythrive.info. Last but not least, if you haven't already, I want to invite you to be part of the Thrive community by joining a small group or a serving team. To sign up, visit mythrive.info. That's it for this week. I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings online at mythrive.info. If you're new here today, we can't wait to meet you outside at the Welcome Center tent. Have an amazing Sunday afternoon, and I'll see you all next week online or on site at Lee Palm Place. Bye.